Hello everyone and welcome to Recommended, where you find your weekend watch. My name is Brett, and every week I meet with my buddies Steven and Drew to talk all things movies. And this week, there's a lot to talk about in movies, isn't there boys? There is. That's right. Now, I haven't... I like to bring up random talking points um, to uh, just get some thoughts. They have not heard this, and so if they have no thoughts, I'm so sorry to our listeners. Guys, Eternals comes out Friday. Currently the lowest critically rated MCU film below some DC movies that have been bad. Worse than Thor The Dark World. Mm. What do y'all think's happening? They're trying to push it too fast. What do you mean? Like they're trying to get the second phase in. Or like they're trying to get the... I could be wrong. But like, I think like... Let's get this in so they can be brought in later. Okay. So. so you think they're just trying to set them up too early? Yeah. I, choo-choo-choo, have said that, um, well, I, I kind of, you and I talked a little bit about it in the sense that I think Marvel's should, Marvel's, Marvel should pivot to the shows because, like, I feel like Thanos was, like, the ultimate closer, big bad guy sort of thing. A lot of people will probably disagree with me on that. Um, but I've, I've really heard that the shows, the longer format with the shows, were really, really good. And I think they should pivot to more of those and less films. Controversial statement, I realize that. Very controversial. But I don't know. Like, I mean, I, I can see what Steven's saying. I don't... You know, it's like you have to set up this phase post Thanos, post Endgame. You know, you yeah. have to set up this phase for it. And coming from someone who's never, well, I've seen a few Marvel movies, but just not a lot. Um, coming coming from someone who's outside of the box, I wouldn't know where to go after Endgame. Yeah, you know what I mean. And I bet a lot of fans are kind of hanging out like that as well. So. Here's my thoughts, and I think some of it I would comb- I would agree with y'all on both counts. Uh, I think there's a few other things at play here. One, I think the roster's big. There's like ten Eternals, and trying to fit all of them into a movie. Yeah. And, and from what I heard, they kind of focus on a few instead of the whole class, but still, it's a lot to try and like develop all in one movie. It's kind of like the uh, Avengers two. Had that problem? Yes. Where it was like it was it was just too bulky of a movie. Like mm-hmm. it, they should have trimmed it down to fewer characters, and you know it was just like too much. Yeah, and then um, I also think you um, have a problem with the villain, the deviants. Um, like yeah, okay, we get to see what um, Thanos's race or whatever. Um, I mean, but still, like okay, I know they're gonna be beaten. Because I know that this movie is setting up Galactus more yeah. than anything, mm-hmm. which goes into Steven's point of it's more of a setup movie than anything, right? With Galactus, and so like, why? It's almost like, um, what if? I know a lot of people liked What If and stuff. I haven't watched one episode of What If because to me, I'm like. There's going to be zero implications of anything that happens in this show. Right. Yeah. What does it matter? Yeah. Like, why does it matter? And, and so, now I will say this I was talking to some of my students tonight, and we all agreed, like, I want to see Eternals to find out why the critics didn't like it more than to find out what happens in the movie. Now, that might be a bad reason, uh, but it is a reason. 
Um, so we'll see. We'll see what happens with them. I also think their characters are just nobody's really heard of. I don't yeah. think their comic was ever just hyper popular. I mean, some of the characters were, but not as a group necessarily. Yeah. Now, I will say that supposedly, which again, I'm not an authority on this question at all, but like, I think to, who directed the movie? Do we know? Was it? It wasn't the Rousseau brothers. Or no, anything like that no, was no. okay. One, I think that might have a big thing to do with it because look at like Guardians of the Galaxy by James Gunn, like. No, that was an obscure Marvel comic. Oh, You're yeah. talking about like no one knew who the Guardians that of the Galaxy were. That was their biggest risk and, at that point. And that was like a huge movie. Oh, yeah. So it's one of those things to where maybe the Eternals kind of had that. I don't know who directed it, but maybe it was just one of those things where it's too bloated. It maybe lacks a little vision. Uh, you know, <laughs> lacks a little <laughs> oh, vision. <my laughs> and um, yeah, you know, something like that. I think that might speculating i guess we are we all are no one's seen it but uh i think that might be a reason to why it would be low rated well i'm gonna try and get up there to see it uh friday night um you want to go yep all right i'll let you know okay um um do you want to go with this true football game after that you said friday yeah no Sorry. <laughs> no. I, like to, I like to come home, shower, and relax after a football game. Take a sick day. <laughs> yeah, that can't happen. Nah. Drew's about to have a baby, and so we're excited for him. Uh, but, yeah, spend time with your wife. You only get a few more days of being just you two. Oh, yeah. This is going to be you and Jen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Oh, poor Jen. Uh, so... This week's movie that we are here to wa- uh, talk about was Boyhood. Boyhood, the tale of a child growing up uh, 12 years of his life. It's from, what, 6 years old to 18 years old, I'm pretty yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, talking about his journey through life, uh, the things go- he goes through um, with a family that is... A not so nuclear nuclear family, right? Mm-hmm. Um, surprisingly, surprisingly, um, going through uh, divorced parents who find love in all the wrong places, oftentimes. Yeah, uh, and going through the situations that they deal with. Um, now, S- Stephen, could you uh, just give us a really quick plot summary of what that what it's about? So. The plot of the movie is about this kid named Mason. He lives with his mom and his sister, and they struggle. So the mom's like, let's move to Houston so I can go back to school. So she goes back to school, and then she meets up. She meets a professor. So later in the movie, they get married. No, shortly after the professor comes into play, they get married. And you're like, great, you know, she found somebody she's happy with and everything, and, you know, he's really good with the kids. Well, as you can tell in all these kind of movies, always something goes wrong at the end. Well, it comes to find out he's an alcoholic and he abuses their mom. And kids. And kids. Um, She leaves him, and she moves to a different college. Well, she's actually teaching at college now. Yeah, she's teaching at a college now. And Sorry, we're a little distracted. A dog is attacking us. She meets another guy, which is one of her students, who is a former military guy. 
they fall in love, and surprise, they get married. He turns out to be exactly the same, hard on the kids, alcoholic, and then you also got Diamond Backstep to his dad, Mason Sr., who is played by Ethan Hawke. Great guy. Um, and, you know, in the beginning, you kind of see that he still kind of has feelings for his mom, but she the feeling's not mutual between them. So, he later gets married to a woman, and they end up having a kid. So, the movie's just about pretty much Mason and his life growing up from age 6 to age 18. And throughout the life that he, he witnesses things, you know, he sees his mom go through pretty much three divorces in his lifetime. Um, this is struggles, you know, like partying and drinking and smoking and stuff like that. Just like every other boy will face, I'm sure, throughout high school. So it's just a movie all about the life of Mason, pretty much, and his family and how he conquers things and how he deals with things, which he doesn't deal with much because he's kind of a monotone-type person. He's kind of an introvert. Right. <laughs> yeah. I, I think the one of the coolest aspects of this movie and one of the reasons it got so much critical acclaim has to be them using the same cast over the course of 12 years. Right. Like, I don't know any other movie that's done something like that. Do you know one, Drew? Harry Potter. Well, I mean, they, they really? kept the main characters. Uh, really? <laughs> okay, you're right. But, yeah. But that was, that was multiple movies. I'm talking about one movie. That okay, okay, no. But I'm still right, technically. <laughs> <laughs> Which is the best kind of right. It's technically the truth, right? <laughs> you were expecting me to answer that super quick, were you? <laughs> I wasn't expecting you to go the Harry Potter route. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Um, so... The interesting thing to me, though, was as I watched this movie, it wasn't necessarily uh, that I thought the acting was great because, quite frankly, like his sister was a terrible actor. Oh yeah, actress and annoying. She was wasn't that so also annoying. the director's daughter? I, I don't. Know. I believe so. Maybe she got arrested for cocaine. <laughs> I believe it. That girl frustrated me to no end. Yeah. Like especially okay. So there's a part in the movie. They have just left the abusive, alcoholic father's home. They've left behind a brother and sister they cared about, and they're scared what's going to happen to them and stuff. The mom's, like, flipping out, trying to figure out how this is all going to work. She's literally breaking down in tears in front of her kids. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like, this woman is affected. She's hurting everything. And so she brings her kids to a new school. And what does the girl do? She freaks out, cusses out her mom, gets mad, says, I hate you, all this stuff. I'm like, you literally just watched your mom crying over this. Like, she, you think she's happy to do this for you. Yeah. And, like, I just don't know. I, I, don't get me wrong. I know there are girls and guys out there who would do that to their parents. But if it was me in those shoes and my mom was going through that <laughs> and, like, she was crying and stuff... There's no chance that I'm just going to be, like, going and yelling at her about those things. I'm going to be, like, trying to do my best to make her life easier. Because yeah. I can tell she's going through hell. Yeah. But that... Yeah. Very, the girl... The sister was selfish. a wench, man. Yeah. 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 I agree. Well, Mason, he was kind of like, you know, like... He was definitely... I want to say a mama's boy, but, you know, he was very understanding with his mom and stuff. Yes. Where she, she wasn't. 
And she was just aggravated, like singing the whole Britney Spears song beginning was torture. Oh my goodness, that was the worst. So bad. Now, the one thing I would want about, I know Drew is going to have very strong opinions on this movie here in a minute, but this is one thing I've wondered about, and maybe one of y'all know, I'm not sure, I'm sure I could find it in the IMDb fun facts or whatever, but I wonder if this movie was written out and they found actors and filmed it over the course of 12 years, or if it was hey, we have a general idea of what we want to do, but we have flexibility in our script to just make it work. Because, like, at one point they talk about, oh, I wonder if there will ever be a new Star Wars movie. And that was filmed before Star Wars Episode Seven had ever been announced, you yeah. know? Uh, and, and then, like, going to the Harry Potter movie and stuff like that. Like, things like that that are just so, like, culturally that time. And it's like, you couldn't have just written, oh, yeah, they're going to go to a Harry Potter movie. Like... Wouldn't that would you know even at that point? Yeah, so oh sorry, were you about to say something? No, you go ahead. Okay. So I did a little background research on the movie as well today and found out a couple of things. So Richard Linklater is the director and he kept the um he kept the script really loose and it was never like a fully realized completed script essentially mm-hmm. um they had like ideas and themes but yeah i mean it how he viewed it was he said um that he viewed it as 12 short films that just happened to all go together all go together essentially one for each year of the kid's life essentially is how he looked at it and that's how they filmed it and yeah it's i i think this movie does very well with each year it kind of keeps with the keeps with the times uh-huh because a lot of movies don't do that well no like, not. at all mm. when they try to artificially do nostalgia thing like just like you know i think it was like one of the opening scenes where he's just like watching dragon ball z you know like watching on yeah. there yeah and, and you're like, like that's straight they used to be me and mm-hmm. it's like that used to be me like i used to do that when i was you know 7 Six, seven, something like that, you know. So, so it's one, it's just one of those things to where, you know, this because of how the movie was filmed, it definitely fits within the times because it was filmed in the times, you know, as opposed to them filming it later and trying to recreate the past. They didn't have to recreate the past; they were creating it in the present. Exactly. But um, it's funny you say that. Oh, why? Because the last line of the movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. Did I just do a quote? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, that um, what was that last line again? I can't remember word for word, but it's something about like you know, just like living the moment, yeah. type thing. Oh uh, yeah, like moments hit us or mm-hmm. something. Yeah, like that. and really, I think that's basically the overall theme because I don't know, kind of like kind of think back to three colors red. There wasn't really. I don't a, want to. There, there wasn't really a plot to that. Did this movie really have a plot as well? Not you really. You just see scenes from a kid's life growing up, right? You know, and I think it's similar to that. Like you're, I think the the moral of the thing is what he said at the end. You know, just living moment by moment. You know, and I think this movie kind of embodies that as much as it can. There's not. 
there's not a real massive plot going through here. You're just looking at into the windows of time of a kid's life as he grows up and enters adulthood. Now, I do have some thoughts on the movie. Um, one of the things was, so this is like a coming-of-age story. Yeah. And I know like the 12, filming it over 12 years, I don't think hardly any movie has done that. At least purposely. You know, maybe some, some indie films like run out of a budget and they have to wait a couple of years to fire it back up again. But I don't think anyone has done that. So this is very... What was that, what was that movie we watched? I'm Ever... sorry. My dog is squeaking a toy. Um, what was that movie we watched? Eraserhead. Yeah, was filmed yeah. over five years. But they kept running out of money. <laughs> but... Uh, but... <laughs> <laughs> but uh that's but, yeah. a cameo from my new wife Caleb. <laughs> but yeah, so so it's very inventive. It's very unique. I'm not saying it's a gimmick. I'm not saying that. But it's one of those things to where if it was just a movie filmed like like a normal movie, I mean, they've had they've made coming of age stories and they've done them better. You know what I mean? Like so I thought of a couple. I thought of a couple. Anakin Skywalker. <laughs> Not the younglings. Like, coming of age movies. Like, what's eating Gilbert Grape? You know, he's, you know, uh, ten, 10 Things I Hate About You, Lady Bird, Secondhand Lions, Stand By Me, My Stephen King, Booksmart, Rebel Without a Cause, James Dean, you know, 1955. So, like, this is just a handful of movies that I was thinking about while I was sort of watching this and just minute preparing. I'm like, this is a this is supposed to be like a classic coming of age story. And it's a good one. I'm not saying the movie's bad, but they've done in my mind, and because everyone has an opinion, everyone's entitled to their opinion. They've done it better in some movies, I feel like. Um I don't think the twelve years thing is gimmicky and it really helps with the fact that it does keep it like what we said, it keeps it in the times for mm-hmm. sure. Sorry. Absolutely does. However, it's just one of those things where I was like, huh, it's pretty cool. I wish there would have been maybe a little bit more of a plot strung through, but, you know, I don't think this movie was going for that. So I think there was a relative plot. Um, I mean, yeah, somewhat. There was a plot, per se. Um, I, I I would say it was more of an abstract plot of... Um, watching a boy grow up through elementary, middle, and high school um, and what those years look like and the experiences they face, um, which, quite frankly, I think the reason I enjoyed it, okay? So there's your cue. I enjoyed it. Uh, The reason I enjoyed it was because as I watched the movie, uh, obviously I didn't go through every single experience this kid had. I've never drank or done drugs or anything like that. Or I, or I never got drunk, I guess I should say. Uh, <laughs> but I think as you watch it, you, you're like, dude, I was there. Yeah. Like, I've been there. Now, fortunately, I was blessed to not have an abusive father or anything like that. But I have friends who I know have been there. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and, so, and, and even like going to seeing Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince as they were doing like when I saw that, I automatically went back to being in college and going and seeing Harry Potter and the Apple Prince with my friend group. 
And then after that, I started thinking back even further. And I remember my mom bringing me and a group of friends to see Texas Chainsaw Massacre at midnight one night. Nice. Because we had begged, begged, begged. And she was like, fine, I'll bring y'all. And we all curled up in our seats, scared out of our minds. Because we're at 9 or 10. And we had never gone to an R-rated movie at midnight before. Especially not Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And looking back, I know that's probably like not the scariest movie in the world, but it built tension well. Mm-hmm. And so I was flipping my lid. But like, it's those type of things that that movie, it like erupts inside us. Like those nostalgic moments of our life. That were like, oh man. And so as I watched Mason grow up, it was almost obviously not a direct comparison but it's always most like recapturing myself growing up uh and obviously and i think i can do that because boyhood is about a boy growing up more than the girl uh but you just you capture what the, sorry. <laughs> you should have seen what steven did earlier that would make a lot more sense <laughs> i'm just curious is your mom getting any phone calls from those kids parents yeah for real that's a really good question so it wasn't like a sprung up thing. It was like, Mom, Mom, please, we take us, we take us, da 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 da. Fine, whatever. And she like called parents. I was like, Brett's begging me to take them. Is yours able to go? Okay, yeah, I'll bring them. Something like that. Gotcha. Which a lot of them were just like my core friend group. So they all knew each other, all the parents and stuff. And it was cool. And a lot of their parents, if I'm honest, were a lot less strict than mine. So the fact that my mom was saying yes was like, yeah, others would say yeah. Did that movie like scar you or anything? So, no. Uh, I don't think any movies ever really just scarred me that much. Um, There's only been a couple movies that have really like um, left something on me. Uh, One of them being, and this is going to sound stupid, but Scream did the first time I watched it. Uh Only because I was young. And it gave me a nightmare. Okay, so I had a movie, and it's the crazy thing is, it's like the dumbest movie now. Mm-hmm. I can watch it and like not even blink, but I watched. I know what you did last summer. Oh yeah, which is similar to Scream, just a I teen liked that slasher. Movie. Mm-hmm. When I was like eight or nine, I remember having nightmares for like a month. Mm-hmm. Like I would wake up like screaming type nightmares. Like, it was crazy. Now, I look back, and I'm like, I was so dumb. Like, that movie's dumb. It's a dumb movie. But when <laughs> like, you're but when you know, you're that age, when, your yeah. mind is so creative, like, yeah. stuff like that. Mine was Jeepers Creepers. Oh. Oh, yeah, I remember so, that one. when I was a kid, my mom's best friend, which is, like, my second mom, lived right across the street from us. Well, me and her nephew grew up, and, like, we're best friends. And I'm like... I'd have to call my mom if I had to run back over to my house at night. And it'd mm-hmm. be like 11 o'clock at night. So I'd wake up my mom and be like, hey, mom, can, 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 you, can you come stand by the road so I can walk over real quick? She's like, you got to be kidding me, Stephen. So, like, the trees would start brushing. You know, Jeepers Creepers could fly. And the wind starts blowing on the top of the trees. I'm full sprinting. I'm like Usain Bolt just winning the Olympic. <laughs> I'm, I'm running. Oh my goodness! Yeah, that uh, I remember watching that movie as well as a kid. I'm probably a little older, maybe like thirteen or something. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, that movie was scary. So I don't know if y'all ever did this, but whenever I was in middle school, especially like staying home in the summer, like I would turn the TV on Lifetime, Unsolved Mysteries, 
and I would watch one, and I would have to turn it off at one point because I'm like, what if they outside my house, man? What if they outside my house? <laughs> I did not realize they were like almost all filmed in the 80s and early 90s. <laughs> lame. Lame. No, you want to know what's lame? I said there were two movies that got me. The second one, y'all are going to make fun of me relentlessly for, okay? And by got me, I didn't have any nightmares or anything. It was just something that stuck with me for a moment. My dog scale. Nope. Oh. Sinister 2. Only because. Only because. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> Not because I smacked that kid. <laughs> Best scene in the movie. Hands down. The only reason. Like, top 10 in cinema, I feel like. <laughs> the only reason was because all I could think was, you know, like, I've read stories about, like, kids who just, like, do crazy crap, like, serial killer kids. Like, the parents were great parents and stuff. And I'm like, holy crap, what if my kid turns out like that one day, you know? And I'm like, that just got on my mind and wouldn't leave. I was like, I don't want my kid to try and kill me. I've got to delete Roblox. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Yeah, um... I love how we're like we spent at least ten minutes talking about horror movies when <laughs> this is the boyhood episode. It's fine, so, it's but fine. we are talking about our boyhood. But Sinister One did have Ethan Hawke in it, so hey, yeah, yeah. Oh, true that. Yeah, it did. A little tie-in. Boom. <laughs> A bit diagram. <laughs> um. All right. Well. So um, I enjoyed Boyhood. Did y'all enjoy Boyhood? I did. Yeah, I did too. Okay. I thought it was all right. What would you, I would rate it personally an eight. Um, it's not. It's not one hundred territory for me. I agree with you. There are better coming of age films. I think the really big thing about this one that hit me was like being able to see yourself in the movie. Uh, also, gimmick or not, being able to see the same character grow up. Um, I think there is something to say about watching a person grow up. I mean. I, so, something I want to do that uh, I saw someone else um, or read about someone else doing, I was like, holy crap, that's an awesome idea. I wish my parents had done that, uh, that I want to do for my kids one day. Here's your here's your key, what you could do All right. for JB. Um, what they did was they set up a Google um, Drive, and they would upload pictures and videos from each year of their life as they went. And they would just keep it in that drive under whatever year it was for them. And then when they turned 18, they gave them access to the Google Drive so that they could watch themselves grow up hmm. from by pictures from birthdays, videos from games, everything. Things that they've forgotten about long ago, but just shows like how important it was to you. And they could write little notes in there about da-da-da, did this today. Oh my goodness, it meant so much to me and stuff like that. And just leave little notes of like, Things that they wouldn't remember, but like made an impact on the parent, uh, and just like our prayers they had for them and stuff. I was like, "Holy crap! I want to do that for my kids." Yeah. Like if I was eight, when I was eighteen, if I had gotten that for my parents, I would have been like, "Let me go to my room real quick." <laughs> but I'm a little bit more emotional about stuff like that. Well, you know, make a scrapbook for that. You know what? I don't want a scrapbook. <laughs> yeah, that's different. Um, <laughs> scrapbooking. So 2006. We were in 2021. (laughs) Google Drive. Google Drive's the way to go. It's the future. (laughs) It's Um, the now. Yeah, that's a pretty that's a pretty neat idea. That is a good idea. Mm -hmm. Uh, I was gonna say say something, and um, dead air. Oh, I'll go ahead and give my rating. Okay. So, um, so you gave an 8.0. I was gonna give it a. 
I thought a lot about this. I think I'm going to give it a 7.5. I'm right underneath you. Okay. Um, I, I like the movie. I don't think it was bad at all. I don't think there's a lot of rewatchability in it because it's so long. It is such like, a trip. Two hours so and 45 long. minutes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like a slow 245, too. Like, sometimes, like, you know, I've seen a few three-hour long movies. Like, in my mind, like... Like, I thought Endgame like, went quick, quick, okay, quickly. Was Endgame three hours? It was because you enjoyed about. Or yeah. like you enjoy that more. Well, the I was in, eight. It's about three hours. No, oh, well, no, more. That was like four. Yeah, tr- well, that's the extended. The theatrical was like close to three, but it didn't feel like it was a super long time because you were in inve- or I was invested in the movie. Sure, but uh, but I don't know. This it's not bad by any means, but I feel like it's it's a coming of age story. I've. I like that genre of movies, by the mm-hmm. way. I have, I have like a soft spot for those type mm-hmm. of films. I've seen a lot of good ones. I feel like I've seen some that's been done better. No offense to the movie. And then it's just so long. To me, it's not really rewatchable. Like, I probably won't watch this movie again. I'll say this. I liked the movie mm-hmm. and thought it was long. There were times where I'd be watching it and I would like check the time on it and be like, 40 minutes. And I was like, okay, cool. Uh, yeah. And then as I keep watching it and watching it, and it felt like a lot would happen and stuff, mm-hmm. or maybe he'd age up to a point. Yeah. And then I'd be like, man, I wonder where we're at right now. And be like, 45 minutes. So I was like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, what is going on right now? But, um, all right. So, eight, 7.5. Steven, you are the only one of us that's seen Boyhood before now. What oh. are you thinking? Uh, I, I like it's the second time I watched it. Um, it won't be another time for a while that I watch it. That's that's for sure. Great movie, don't get me wrong. But for me, I'm more of a like an action packed type guy movie, and there's no action unless it's like the drunks. Throwing um, <laughs> the glasses. That scared but, me, man. I felt so bad for those kids. I know. I'm sorry. I'm interrupting you. That's okay. I think I felt no. so bad about it because I know how many like there's so many kids who deal with that every night. Mm-hmm. It made me so sad. Okay, continue. But I'm about to go lower than you guys on this one. <gasps> Whoa! Wait, what'd you give it, Drew? Uh, seven point five. I'm gonna go with my fantasy record, seven point one. Hey. Wow. I'm nice. I'm kind of surprised nice. about that because I I remember last week when we. Named it. You're like, oh yeah, I've seen that. It was really good. Do you think second time did you did it for you? I think so. I remember the first time hearing about it, and I was so excited. I was like, oh, I was like, it, it took. This is the movie that took forever to to make. So uh-huh. I was like, see how it is. Same cast, and I did like seeing how like, you know, they progressed and like, you know, not being mean. You tell the mom gained weight as the movie went on. <laughs> then like, I think she might have lost some. Then the guy hits puberty. You can change by the tell, the sound of the voices and stuff like that. Ethan Holt looked the same, but um, yeah. And like just like the little kids that were in the movie, like when they went and moved in with their mom's friend, the little girl that was annoying also singing the High School Musical song, which I was like, man, is this movie like was this shot around that time? It was like two thousand six, six ish. Yeah. I think, and I so, think at that point they were past. I think that was close to like oh eight oh nine in their timeline. Probably, 
So and, that girl um, was just addicted to that song. So like, and in the end, when Mason graduates, there she is, like a little bit older. And I was like, oh, you know, I really, I really like how they did this, but like, I find myself on TikTok, on Facebook, you know, just throughout the movie. And I, I, I watched the movie, but there's times of like, okay, well, it's kind of, kind of getting dull. Then it get back up, and then it'll change, and then. Mm-hmm. So, second time kind of helped me realize, like, it's still a great movie, but, like, what Drew said, if I ever watch it again, it'll be years down the road. You know, no rush to watch it again. Yeah, That's for sure. For sure. Uh, the last comment I'll make, I think my rating would be higher, and this is going to sound so counterintuitive. I, pro- I know it will. I think my rating would be higher if it was more about boyhood and growing up and less about dealing with abusive families and coming out of it on the other side. Um, like, if it had been like, if I felt like it was more my experience growing up, which I guess I, I did have a great family growing up, um, I might I mean, that might not be a movie worth watching. But I would have been like, oh, yeah, I remember having the sleepovers. Oh, yeah, baseball, yeah. All that, you know, like, oh, yeah, I remember looking at those laundry magazines. <laughs> <laughs> JC Penny's, yes, please. Please, we had it. AOL by then. <laughs> Gosh. IMDb fan score, a 7.9 out of 10. So we're pretty much all in that area. I think we're right there with the fans. I would think so. They feel that with us. Yeah. Uh, obviously, Metacritic is a 100. The number five film of all time, according to them. I think we have learned over the past five weeks or four weeks that Metacritic's 100s aren't necessarily a law. Like, I think we disagree with a lot of their ratings. Would y'all agree with that? I don't don't think we've had one yet that we're like, oh, yes, 10 of 10, of course. But now you put Scary Movie Three on here, perfect ten. Telling you, we watched that. (laughs) It was great. I love it, Cindy. The TV's leaking. Cindy, uh oh, my girl done fell down the well. (laughs) (laughs) Hundred black people get attacked by police today, and news whole world has to stop for another white girl down a hole. (laughs) Yeah. um, Oh baby. Who threw them crowns? Did that? <laughs> um, what's the next? What's number four? Well, that's what I was about to say. I'm thinking next week might be a bit different as we watch the classic Casablanca. What is that? Sounds like something I order at a French restaurant. You never seen? I heard of Casablanca. No, nah, sounds like some cheese dip. Play it here, Sam. It's like a famous quote from the movie. Yeah. A Casablanca, Morocco casino owner in 1941 shelters his former lover and her husband, a Czechoslovakian freedom fighter from the Nazis. Ooh. Is that so It was made in 1943. It's Uh, like one of the most perfect films. Black and white? Yeah. Yes. That's what I've been told. We're about to find out, though, next week. Uh, So, before we go, any final thoughts from you guys? Um... I like the bowling scene. The dad was right. You don't play with bumpers. Get used to it, kid. Exactly. Um, no, I, I thought it was a good movie. You're talking about when they're eating, like as they're older, and you give them a sex talk? What? <laughs> I heard that one. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, I, I like the movie. I thought it was good. All right. 
Well, you can find that movie on a lot of different websites. Uh, mostly, you're going to have to pay a few bucks to watch it. Um, you can buy the film if you want to. Um, I found a random jank website to stream it on. Uh, but uh, we hope you enjoy Boyhood. We'll see you here next week for Casablanca. Um, and y'all have a great weekend.